This podcast is brought to you by Dancecape. For the latest in dance, lifestyle, culture, and entertainment news, visit www.dancecape.com. Dance is passion. For the latest in Chrisanne dancewear, couture, fabrics, and supplies, visit www.dancecape.com forward slash Chrisanne. For transcripts, register for Dancecape eZine at www.dancecape.com. Dance is passion. Could you please share with us what the journey has been like for you at Chrisanne over the past nine years? Yes, um, it's been very exciting. It's been a bit of a roller coaster. Obviously, um, I joined Chrisanne in uh, in the marketing department as marketing manager. Um, I've been part of, of shaping what we've been doing and, and moving forward basically since then. I then uh, joined the board about four years ago. Um, and then we now find ourselves at this point here. And you've also been successful as a former dance professional. Yes, that's how I got to know about Christian in the first place. My husband and I, we are originally from Denmark. Okay. Uh, we moved to London uh, when we were only 18 to, to pursue our dancing. I then actually started working sort of on our focus and in the mail order department. This is prior to the nine years. I um, helped out with, you know, with cutting fabrics and preparing orders. I then left to, to go to university, but at this stage our dancing had reached such a level that, um, that Chrisanne were kind enough to sponsor me with my dresses, my partner and I. So that's how I kept the contact with Chrisanne while I was off doing my degree and doing other things. Um, and then I then started back at Chrisanne Marketing after I'd been, been away for a number of years. And the dancing, as I said, this is, this is how the whole thing started. Um, we competed as amateurs and we competed as professionals representing Denmark. Uh, you know, I had a, had a great career, so yeah. And I can tell from your pictures, you seem like a very strong and um, very passionate person. I was wondering what aspects do you think of your personality um, have made you successful both in your dance career as well as your career at Chrisanne? Well, that's an interesting question. Firstly, I have to say that I think dancers in general, if they decide to go into business, can be very successful. Through the dancing, I think you learn about focus, you learn about hard work, you learn about determination, you learn about stamina, and these are all things that will stand you in good stead when and if you, you move into another professional. So I think those are the things that actually made me successful in both in both areas. I've always been very focused. I've always been very clear on, on what I wanted. And then I've always worked really hard with my dancing. Also, you know, not, neither my husband and I were the most talented people ever, but we worked very, very hard. And this is a, sort of an, an ethos that I've carried carry with me. You know, I, I don't give up easily. I, if there's something that I set out to achieve, I'll, I'll make it happen. What will your responsibilities consist of as the new managing director, and will this role differ from the role of the former managing director, Peter Dogner? It will differ from the point that Peter and I are, are very different people. Um, while we work great together, and we, you know, we work together for many years, how we approach things are essentially different. You know, we have different different ways of tackling problems and. We view things differently. So while the actual direction of, of Christiane won't change because we've been part of shaping that together for a long time anyway, so I'm not suddenly going to make it be off. How I approach the job and what I bring to the job will, will be different. I come possibly from a, 
a more creative viewpoint than Peter does, and this is something that I'll, I'll bring to the table and I will continue to do so. The basic responsibilities in terms of, of leading the company and looking after the direction of, of, of the ship as it were, as well as, as the people that we have aboard, that will be the same for anybody, and therefore it, that will also be the same from me. However, in terms of the team that I need around me, they are going to need it differently to the team that Peter had because I bring different things myself. Are there any specific elements that you are focusing on incorporating now that you are the managing director? Well, first of all, I take over officially from September the 1st. Okay. So at the moment, I'm in a trainee period, as it were. <laughs> <laughs> um, I came back, I've just been on maternity leave. I've, I had my first, my first child in January, so I came back in, in April. So between April and 1st of September, that's the handover period between Peter and I. Um, if there was anything that you were focusing on incorporating, um, but I guess since you have still a, quite the process of training and... Exactly. Right. In terms of focus, it's really... What we want to assure is that it's a smooth handover. This is important, not only for our customers, but also for the people that work with us. This is, you know, it's been a long journey, and this is just another step on the journey. This is not a rupture. This is not a change of direction as such, and we, that's really important. You know, we've had some fantastic staff, and many of them have worked with us for a long time, and I find it's very important that we continue the, the ethos of, of Chrisanne in terms of making it a, a fun and enjoyable place to work. That's very important to me. And to the outside world, the fact that we provide a fantastic product with a good service, Mm -hmm. This is, again, not something that's going to change. So really that is the focus to ensure that we have a smooth handover and minimize the disruption to anyone because there's no need for that, this to, 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 to create problems or dramas for anyone and that's, that's really important at this stage to make it a smooth handover. Now in terms of transitioning from retiring from your dance career and moving into um, the business world, yes. could you explain what that transition was like for you? Again, it was... It was smooth-ish in that uh, I worked for Christiane while I was competing. Towards the end of my career as a professional, that became too much, and I worked less and less in Christiane. I concentrated more and more on my dancing. Um, and that I actually find quite hard because I knew, and I had known for a long time, and this is the same for my husband, that we did not want to end up in dancing as teachers. This was not our career goal and it never was through all the years that we competed. We knew that we wanted an exit route that was not into teaching once everything finished. So for me to concentrate on the dancing and to have to give up what was already quite a challenging job was very, very difficult. Um, so when we retired from the dancing, the fact that I then went back into business full-time actually made that a very easy transition because that was something I was really looking forward to and I had always wanted. So I actually never really missed the competition and missed the dancing. I guess I had done it for a long time and I was ready to finish when I did. Um, but while I was in it, you know, I gave that my all. But when I finished, I started doing something that I enjoyed then I enjoyed now. So there was something straight away to get my teeth into, I guess, and also something that appealed to my to my competitive side, so I never felt I had to let go. It was always a question of moving on, which I guess was, you know, that's really a fantastic opportunity for me, and I was very lucky like that. And um, I know it can be a hard transition for a lot of people, but I guess, as you said, having something to replace it and something that still challenges you um, would make it easier. Um, do you still find time for dancing? No, I don't. 
I mean, I go to a lot of events, of course, to watch the dancing, and I have a lot of interaction with our dancers, you know, through work, which is fantastic. In terms of dancing myself, I'm a, sort of, I'm a bit of a perfectionist, I have to admit, and once we give it up dancing, to then go back and just do a little bit, I just couldn't, because you, you can then never achieve, I guess, and it can never feel as good as it used to, so for me, it's a question of either, or I couldn't, you know, I couldn't go back, no. And where did you go to school, you had mentioned? Well, I went to school. Well, I had my, 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 my normal school education in Copenhagen, Denmark. And then when I moved to London, I had, did my degree at the University of London. Do you have any advice that you could give to up-and-coming dancers who are looking to pursue a career in dance the way you have? It's difficult, actually. Because dancing, more than ever, is so challenging already. So for people to have a focus outside their competitive dancing is tough. It's really tough. It was tough when I competed, but I think it's even tougher today. Having said that, I think it's a question of realizing that life after dancing does not mean that you're dead. You know, there is other things to do. And to keep your eyes and ears open for opportunities that come along, all dancers these days, they travel extensively. They come in contact with a lot of different people business people also both inside and outside the industry. So I guess it's about learning and trying to absorb on that journey, absorb skills that you can then use later on. And then also the dancing in itself gives you a fantastic skill set in terms of dealing with people, in terms of problem solving, teamwork, all those sort of things that are other people spend lots of money learning at management training courses. And if you you know, if you think about it, you will learn it through your dancing. So learn from those experiences and apply them to other areas of your life. Now we're going to move on to some fashion questions. How much of an input will you have in designing or approving new costume designs at Chrisanne? The group that I have taken within the company has moved from marketing into product development. So I have for the last number of years been part of develop, developing the product both on the dress side as well as on the fabric side. Having said that, I have not for a long time gotten involved with individual specific decisions. The company is, is too large for me to do that and also we have very talented people that, that do that already. What I have always been involved with and what I will continue to have an involvement with is the overall direction setting of where the product is moving and how the product is developing. So not specifically into detail on a dress or on a fabric by fabric basis, but more in terms of the overall look and the overall direction. And how would you describe your fashion style when you used to dance? <laughs> uh, yes, this could be embarrassing. <laughs> no, I was always wanted dramatic. Um, I think I like it simple, but dramatic and with, with a lot of impact. I was, compared to my partner at the time, quite a bit shorter and smaller than him, so I was always after something that stood out. Are there any new trends that you have noticed this year in fashion on the dance floor for men or for women? Well, what is really happening what has actually been, I think, evolving over the last couple of years is the fact that dance fashion is getting more and more individual, which is fantastic. I think that's great for people that supply into the industry, but I also think it's really, really good for the people that dance. 
when I first started out, it was very rigid. You had to wear one look, one style. There might be a choice of colors, but even though it was quite limited, you know, you couldn't wear dark colors that was deemed as to be heavy. Everyone wore a very similar style of dress. And that was very limiting, both from a creative viewpoint, but also from the fact, point of view that not one style really suits everybody. Now, what has happened over recent years is the fact that there's much bigger diversity in terms of looks. First of all, in terms of colors, you can wear any color. There's nothing that's too light, nothing that's too dark. And really now, you can dress to express your own personality, but also to enhance what you want to enhance either by the partnership about your own personality, about your own body shape. And that is really, that is the fact that there is not one fashion direction. There's several, mm-hmm. which I think is, is very good. Do you have any fashion advice for professional or amateur dancers? Well, I think first thing is to take it seriously. Um, while this, you know, while the dancing is what's being judged, I think you can never underestimate how important a first impression is. So look after your image. This is everything from hair to makeup to shoes. You know, make sure your shoes are clean. Make sure your hair don't come down halfway through the competition. Likewise, make sure that your dress is as beautiful as you can afford, as well-made as you can ever get it to make sure that you cross all the T's and dot all the I's that you can do. The dancing can never ever be perfect, but in terms of the look and the cosmetics, it can be, so make sure it is. And there was some talk on our dance forums, um, just brought this question to my mind now, about Uh, a lot of female dancers wearing heel protectors on their shoes at competitions. Have you ever seen that before, or do you know what that's about? The thing is, they're not that attractive, but on the other hand, I can understand why they do it. Um, The heels can be, depending on the surface of the floor and the material that the actual heel tip is made from, it can mean that it gets very, very slippery if, if the floor has got a certain polish on it. The heel protector just makes it makes it easier to dance. It just gives a little bit of, of, of friction on the heel that means that you can't slip. So I can understand from a performance point of view why people do it. I have to agree that I don't think they're particularly attractive. However, I can understand why and I don't object to them. Or what is one of my pet hates though is when people have clear sellotape around the feet to keep the shoes on. I think that's inexcusable. Okay, now just some personal dance questions. When and where were you born? I was born in Copenhagen in 1971. What was your dream as a child? You're not going to believe this because it's just corny, but unbelievable. But from the age of seven, all I wanted to do was dance. <laughs> and you can ask my mother, it's true. Oh, that's great. <laughs> you know, I used to sit there and watch the TV and tell everyone who wants to listen that, you know, that was going to be me one day, and I just knew this is what I wanted. What was one of your most memorable and or rewarding dance experiences to date? <sighs> There has been so many, and I have to say, looking back, and I know my husband, he shares that view, we just feel so lucky and so blessed. We've had some fantastic experiences, uh, you know, fantastic results, but also in terms of the people that we met and, and where we traveled. I have to say the one thing that is extremely memorable was there's the two, actually. The first time we made the, the youth final in Blackpool, that was such a big momentification for us, and the first time we made a major final, that was very special, and I remember it very, very clearly standing on the floor looking at, at Bill Irwin on the stage. That was very special. And then when we retired back in back in Denmark at the championships, there were several thousand people in the ballroom, and the ovation at the game was when we retired. That was fabulous. And what years were those in? What year, right. The youth was, let me think, that must have been in... 
And how long have you been dancing for? Since I was seven, so on average time when I was 30, so yeah, over 20 years. When was the first time you met your husband, and could you describe what your first experience was like dancing together? Yes, I mean, I knew him before we danced together. The dance scene in Copenhagen is fairly small, so everybody knew everybody. But I remember the first time I saw him, actually, this was way before we started dancing together. I thought he just looked like a complete idiot, actually. <laughs> <laughs> he was dancing around on his own, doing a bit of a peasant doble, and I just thought, God, what a geek. But then, of course, a few years later, we started dancing together, and it felt great straight away, and then, you know, we fell in love, and we've been together ever since. How would you describe the expression you had as a couple when you were performing? Oh, expression. I think we were quite powerful. We were, you know, a tall couple. I think we had a lot of energy. I also think we were a bit too stiff and a little bit too Danish, I think, maybe not being flamboyant enough. <laughs> Do you have any advice for other dancers and their partners? Be true to yourself. End of the day, you have to live with the decisions you make and what you achieve or don't achieve. So, well, listen to advice and, you know, don't be silly about it. You know, listen to what people have to say. End of the day, be true to yourself because you have to live with it for the rest of your life. So I think it's important that when you look back later, you can say, yeah, I came with my own and I did what I wanted to do rather than I did what other people wanted me to do. That's excellent advice. And I also wanted to congratulate you on your new baby. Um, it must be such an exciting year for you and <laughs> so much on the go. Yes. Do you have any comments or information that you wanted to share with your dance fans about your baby? Is it a girl, a boy? It's a girl. She was born in the beginning of January and it does a whole different experience and it's one that I find it quite hard to imagine before and now I just could not imagine my life without it. Do you have any advice for dancers preparing to attend or aspiring to attend Blackpool? I think first of all, go to Blackpool. You know, while I know there are lots of other fantastic competitions around the world, Blackpool is just such an experience. There's a feeling of history. You walk in there and you know that people have been dancing on that floor for so many years. I just think you feel the ghosts of all the former champions around you. It's very special. So that would be my first piece of advice. Make sure you go at some stage in your career. Having said that, I think the other piece of advice, and it's a bit late because there's less than two weeks, is that practice makes perfect. I think dancing is one of those things, you, you know, if you haven't prepared well, you can't fake it. So be persistent with your practice, would be diligent with your work, and then it will happen. And I just have a couple of fun questions that we include in the interview. Yeah. Um, what is your favorite food? What is my favorite food? I love fish and seafood. Being Danish, this is not a big surprise, I guess. <laughs> and your favorite color? My favorite color, if it's something I have to wear, it has to be black because that means you can get dressed in the dark, doesn't matter if, you know, you're running a bit late. And so black is good for traveling, good for getting ready in the dark. Can we set that for other stuff? I like blue. Okay. And do you have a favorite quote that you live by or a saying? <sighs> no, I don't really, but I, what I do believe is be honest with yourself and then if there's something you want, go for it. Okay. And do you have a favorite place to visit? I love going back to Denmark to visit my family. Um, my husband and I, we spend a lot of time in the, in the family summer house north of Copenhagen, and that's very peaceful, and that's where I recharge my, my batteries. That's wonderful. And your shoe size? Four and a half. Four and a half? 
Yes. Okay. That's you, you know, that's European. I don't know what that is in the US. <laughs> okay. Me neither. <laughs> if you could only have one of your senses, which would it be? Taste, touch, smell, sound, or sight? Touch. And why? That's just your favorite? I just think that is the most, you know, because I think that I could, while I am a visual person in the sense of how I work, I think if you could not connect with people on a physical level, I would find it hard not to function it. I'll find it hard to function you. And I'm sure dance has a big influence on that. Absolutely. Too. Absolutely. Okay, well, that's wonderful. That's the end of it. <laughs> Very good. For the latest in Chrisanne dancewear, couture, fabrics, and supplies, visit www.dancecape.com forward slash Chrisanne. For transcripts, register for Dancecape eZine at www.dancecape.com. Dance is passion. <laughs>